This is Football CFB, the home of unique football content. I never told you You scared off the vultures I never told you You scared off the ghosts living in my head That lay lonely in the dirt That Very lucky to be joined on Football CFB today by Jay Rodriguez, who's played at Burnley, Southampton, West Bromwich Albion, has also played for England as well, the pinnacle of, of any player's career. First of all, Jay, thanks for joining me. No problem, that's great to be here. Um, looking forward to it. Um, that's good. The first thing I want to talk to you about is the current situation. It's a lockdown situation, as we know. The club, I'm assuming, have given you a programme to keep yourself busy. Yeah, that's right. They've been really good. Obviously, I've been in a, a rehab stage. Um my knee against Tottenham. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been top, really. I've just followed that programme, which has kind of kept my focus on something. And now I'm into just keeping fit, as, as all the lads are. We get a, um, a schedule sent every week to stick to, so basically replicating what we would do in a normal week, uh, which I think is really good for my mind. And also, obviously, physically, that you, you can focus on something, and that's, that's your your bit of release. Um, so, yeah, just trying to keep yourself busy, doing things around the house. And, and um, yeah, that's it, really. Just trying to, trying to wait for the, for the lockdown to finish. Have you taken up any new hobbies or, or, or started gardening? A lot of people have been doing that. No, to be fair, I'm, I'm useless at any sort of DIY. I mean, I managed to... We started stripping the walls in the house uh, and I managed to rip out a full cupboard thing uh, with, with just a hammer. So it kind of probably laying some anger out and really, like, beating it up. But we managed to do it. So we're just, we're just trying to tick off a few things that we normally wouldn't be able to do. Um, so we're just trying to make the most of it in, a, in like you said, a, a tough situation. But, um, yeah, DIY is not for me, I don't think. <laughs> It's a tough situation and the footballers were under a lot of pressure from elements of the government about getting involved and helping out. You joined that campaign that most footballers, if not all footballers in the Premier League joined. However, something that's really impressed me about yourself, and I know you don't do these things for publicity, but you've also been involved with the Pendle Hospice and um, Dove Court in Burnley where you bought PPE for both of those and you're also an ambassador as well. Yeah, it's just something that um, that you know, if you can give back to something to help, that's all. That's part of life, and that's what you should you should do in general. You know, just just to give back and help help people who are in need. And I think that's what, like you said, with the, the all the footballers across across the Premier League and and throughout the leagues, you know, everyone wants to help each other. Um, and I think that's been a real strong point. I think throughout this crisis, that it's been quite refreshing to see people stick together and 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 help when people are in need and um, I think it was the first on everyone's mind to do that and yeah and I just think obviously I'm very proud to be an ambassador at Pendle Side Hospice I think locally everyone knows about it and the work they do um, and like I said before that you know recently my granddad passed away and it was a difficult time for the family um, but one thing we came out of it was how helpful everyone throughout at the Pendle Side the nurses to, to you know to everyone who you met around around the place made the experience as best it could be and I think I feel like everyone in my family has, has, has felt that and I think I've had friends who, whose grandparents have been in there and they've come out with the same same thing and it's obviously a special place and it's something that you know needs to keep going and and, uh, and help helped by everyone locally which everyone is doing which is brilliant to see um, to keep it to keep it going and supporting. Absolutely and, and, and I think it's a fantastic gesture and I'm and I'm, I'm glad you, you were open speaking about it because, as I say, it's something for me that is great to see. And, and footballers, as we know, a lot of the time you get pressure from the media, etc. But there's so many footballers like yourself doing these things. But you don't do it for the publicity. You do it for your local community. Yeah, that's it. I think, you know, I think there's obviously a pressure on footballers. Um, you know, the, you know, you get get a lot of stick at times and stuff. And but you got to think majority of the footballers are working class lads that have, you know, have been lucky enough to 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 play football for a living, which is which is obviously un unbelievable. Um, but yeah, most like I know most of the lads at the squad do 
throughout the season and and through the teams I've been, most lads do their own local charities and, and support their local places and, and other charities. And I think it's just something that that's that's in, in people to do that is to help. And I think, um, obviously, like you said, it's not for publicity or for anything. It's just to actually go and help help the needed. And um, I think, yes, it's a good thing and something to be proud of as, as a group, I think. Absolutely. And to go on to your career, you came through the youth system at Burnley. Um, what was that like for you? How did you get involved in Burnley? How were you scouted, for instance? Um, so I started off, um, I played for a team, uh, you know, my godparents, um, Andy Baker, he ran um, Burnley, which was a team, uh, he managed a year older than me and he started beginning to play football for them. And I weren't really that interested to be honest. I went to training and I think my dad was like, I don't think he's going to be a footballer. Like he's, he's just not, he just don't get it. But eventually I started going to games. I was sub and then I'd come on and I scored a couple. And uh, yeah, I got that feeling. I think I was like nine years old or something like that. Um, and then um, I remember we was in uh, Padium, a Padium club after the, after the game at Padium. And it was Jeff Smith who, who managed Barrowford Celtic that said, um, do you want to come and play for us at your, your age group? And I went, yeah, come on, we will be. Um, and Randy Baker and that were arguing. So I ended up, ended up playing for them and um, we had a great team and we, we won a lot of things, the Barrowford Celtic team. Um, and then we, we got we got spotted and I think there must have been about eight of us that went to Burnley Centre of Excellence then. And then from then to 16, we're all together. So it was quite a nice a nice thing really. And that's the first time I um, got spotted. And yeah, it was, it was really good. Obviously, it's different in a Centre of Excellence. You're learning... A lot more and stuff, um, but that was great, great fun. Coming through Burnley, through the youth systems and developing there, when was the first time you thought you had a real chance of making it as a professional and making it to the first team? Um, I think in, in the youth team, um, I, I felt like I was, I was 16, I was really small, weak, um, and Terry Pasch, I've got a lot to thank for him because he, I think he made me realise what it, what it takes to become a professional. Um, worked extremely hard, um, told me some truths. And yeah, never, I never really thought at that time that I could do it. And I, I just thought that when you start playing reserve, you start playing alongside first teamers and you start watching closely how, what you could, you know, you could see, you look at yourself and see, could I affect this game or, and I think probably once, um, once I started training with the first team, I kind of thought I, I really enjoyed this and this, this is something I really want to do, but I never felt like I, I was part of it. And I'd say probably until my first goal for Burnley against Fulham, when I came on a sub and scored against a Premier League team, I think that was the moment I thought oh, I could actually maybe I can compete with being a professional footballer and, and, and making a, a do of it. And I think that's probably what I needed, that bit of belief and... Um, yeah, something to something to say. Yeah, can can actually affect this game. When when you were coming through, the the first team manager was Steve Cottrell. What did he say to you? Did he give you any inkling that he was considering you for the first team? Um, no, obviously, you know, you you um, I used to clean his boots, so I used to, so yeah, I had to make sure I did it every every day. Um, obviously, some lads used to get used to get. Um, like tips and stuff like that, but obviously I did the manager, so I just had to do it, make sure that I did that right. Um, but no, it was, and you never really had an inkling, and it was, I don't think I ever expected it. I think when, in the UFT, I remember the meeting, me and my dad went down, and we walked in, and then we got told I got the, the year contract, and I, I literally couldn't believe it. I think I, like, I, burst, I swore, and like, I was like, yeah, like, obviously not in many terms, my dad would burst out laughing. Um, but I just remember my dad saying like, "This is where this is where the hard work starts. Like, it's not you've not done anything." And I think I, I think that stayed with me throughout. Um, you know, even now I've not done anything. You just need to keep working, try and do your best, and and never never stop learning. And um, yeah, I think obviously when I did get it and spoke to the manager and stuff and started training, then you learn a lot. You just learn how how professional football, how how the first team work, and. And it's a lot to take in, but it was something that I loved and enjoyed. Who were the big characters when you started training with the first team? Uh, big characters. Uh, I'd say when I first joined, I'd say like uh, Michael Duff, um, 
and then obviously uh, Graham Alexander, um, Stephen Colwell, uh, Robbie Blake. There was so there was so many actually. The Beast, Brian Jensen, um, and then I had a look. I had uh, Chris McCann and Carl Affair that was they were a couple of years older than me, but I kind of like stuck to them. Um, which was good. I had Alex McDonald, he was younger than me, so we all we all kind of stuck together. Uh, Kev McDonald, he was a character. But I'd say like the older lads, I learned a lot from them. Um, that little sayings that they say, and, you know, and, and telling me things that you, you look back now and think, yeah, you do understand why they said that and stuff. And I think you just learn a lot on how how hard they work and how, how disciplined they are. And, and like I say, you just try and learn as much as you can from them. Something that interests myself about you and so many people in Scotland is the fact that you came up here and played for Stirling Albion in the Scottish First Division or the Championships, it's now known. Yeah. I spoke to your dad about it and, and he spoke fondly of it, but from your perspective, how did that all come about and were you nervous at all coming up to Scotland? Yeah, really nervous. Um, yeah, I remember Owen Kyle, um, he was great for me, that, um, you know, great manager for us in he said that you need to play games. Obviously, I wasn't going to be playing for the first team. And he said, um, what do you fancy Sterling Albion? Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll go and play anywhere first team football to, to get that experience. And he said, the first game is uh, Celtic at, at their place. And I was like, bloody hell. And I was like, yeah, definitely. So I think it happened so quick. Um, got in there, I met Alan, Alan Moore, picked me up from the, from the train station. Took me to the hotel, met the lads. Um, and I always remember this that he was like, Don't get used to don't get used to this with the hotel. But obviously being at Burnley, you stay at a hotel the night before if it's far away. So don't get used to this. We don't normally stay in hotels. We just um we just meet up for the game and I was like, Yeah, that's fine, but it was just something that stuck with me. But it was good to meet everyone and I was so nervous that day, seeing the massive stadium, seeing like um it was a yeah, the players that you've come up against, it was, it was like another massive learning curve and another big step I thought in, in my career to go there. When you, when you go there, you've got Alan Moore, who's a big character. What was he like with you? Because, as I say, he's well known as being a big character in Scotland. He was brilliant. He was actually really good. Um, like I said, he made, he made the experience a lot easier. And like I said, I learned a lot from him. Um, and he always looked after me when I went up. Um, it was good. It was just unfortunate that obviously we got relegated, but um, it's, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed my time there. Obviously, I trained with Burnley and then went up at the weekend. I went went up on Friday. Um, but obviously, there were times where it was with the train line. I could never get back after a game, so it was always like. So I remember Alan Moore took me to. I said I'll get the the, the, the coach down um, after the game. And it was it was not until like eleven o'clock at night or something. So they so took me to walk about with him and his wife. I was in the Sterling Albion tracksuit. Yeah, <laughs> got a pint of Guinness. Um, got a couple of pints, and then he dropped me off at the coach. And then I, I got back to Burnley on the Sunday morning at four in the morning. My best mate Harry Harry picked me up from Preston, and um, yeah, it's things like that. that you know, he took me in before, took me to his house, met his family, like a lovely family. Um, just a real good guy and someone that he's texted me a few times, seeing how I am and stuff. And it's really nice and so he's a top guy. And um, so, yeah, I definitely thank him for making my experience um, good. In terms of Stirling, um, when you were up in Scotland, you, you played games, you got that first team experience. Um, when I spoke to your dad, he said, obviously, with any loan spell, it does help you mature, especially coming from where you were used to in Burnley to, to Stirling Albion. What I remember about you is my hometown club is Greenock Morton. And I remember you scored against Morton um, yeah. for Stirling. Um, what do you remember about that? Uh, was it was it a corner? From a corner, I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just remember. I don't think I, I don't think I start. I'm not sure if I started. I'm not too sure. But I remember just it coming to the box and I, we scored. And I come, you know, it's that feeling that doing first team football. These things matter. These goals matter. And um, yeah, I was absolutely buzzing. It. I remember it was raining. Um, and I just thought, yeah, like I, I love the feeling of it. And then, um, but I do, I do remember like bits of it. I remember it was pouring down. Um, but again, that night I couldn't get back. I couldn't get back home. Uh, so I stayed the night in a hotel. 
Um, he had a couple of Guinnesses and I spoke to Steve Steve Davis and he was like brilliant. Like, so watch match of the day, have a couple of Guinnesses and then get yourself back down ready to train on Monday. Sorry, my dogs are going mad here. <laughs> Sorry, can you hear him? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, gosh. Honestly. They do it every time. Every time I'm on the phone or something, they just start barking for no reason. Exactly not. <laughs> In terms uh, of Stirling, we, we talked about the fact you get senior football, you get goals in senior football, it helps you mature, improves your confidence. You get back down to Burnley that next season, own coil in charge. Did he tell you straight away that you were going to be involved in the first team? Um, no, never. Uh, never. It was never, um, you know, I was told to be, you're involved. It was, you got to pre-season and it's like, basically, as footballers, you know, if you, if you are doing well, um, you're training hard, um, you know, performing well in training and in games, then you're going to get your chance. And he's always said that. He always said you'll get your chance if you if you deserve it. And I, I've always respected that. But that's that's I think that's the way it should be, it should be run. You know, if you if you're not performing well, then you should come out of the team and let someone else who is performing. And it's always great for the team. But no, he was brilliant. Um, he told me where I was at the time and what I needed to do, what I needed to improve, um, what my weaknesses were, what my Plus as well, I think I remember my finishing got unbelievably like it soared through how how better it got with him because he used to join in the finishing and he was probably one of the best in in the team at finishing. Yeah, it was Owen Kyle and um, it was good to learn from him and he used to tell you little tricks and little things that he used to do. Um, like little things now that stick with you, you know, shoot through people's legs and stuff like that that will always stick with you and he used to do it all the time. Um, so yeah, I did improve a lot, but he was he was very much behind me and um and 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 pushing me to to go and obviously told you when you weren't doing doing well and when you and praised you when you were, so it was perfect. In terms of that season, under Owen Coyle in the championship, it was a season that was unbelievable for the club in the sense that the club weren't necessarily expected to get promotion or compete for promotion in any way, shape or form, but with the team spirit that he had built. It just was a great season for the club and for yourself being so young at the time. What was it like being part of a team that got to the Premier League? Yeah, it was un- it was an unbelievable feeling. Um, I think that that all round feeling, like you said, the team spirit that that season was was really strong. I think like that was one of the main things that that did get us through. You know that how, how close everyone was, how everyone worked so hard for each other. Um, but yeah, that feeling to I mean, we had the disappointment of the cup, like the Obviously, the euphoria of, it, of getting to semi-finals, thinking we got to the final. Sorry? Sorry, oh, on you go. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, um, getting to the, thinking we'd get to the final, um, missing out on Wembley, and then having the, the Wembley day and, and coming out on top was something that you'll, you'll never forget as a player, or all my family will. It's, um, it was an unbelievable feeling. But yeah, I think the, the big thing of that season was the, the team spirit and how everyone was so driven to to get that promotion against all against all the odds, really. Um, and I think, yeah, I think I remember like Clark Carr saying to me, like, "Remember this team spirit, the the group of lads, because you might find it difficult to replicate these, you know, the that feeling." But I think I've been fortunate in that sense that I went to Southampton. I had I had a real strong team spirit, and then went to West Brom and had a real strong team spirit. And and same here now uh, um, at Burnley again. It's so I've been very fortunate. I've had a real good dressing room and stuff. But again, like that's a real strong, strong characters. And um, like I said, it was just a massive, massive learning curve. When the club gets to the Premier League and and you are a young player, do you worry about the fact that the nature of a team getting to the Premier League means they're going to have more money to spend and bring players in? And obviously, Stephen Fletcher came into the club. Did was that the sort of warning sign for you that although you had the ability that Maybe you wouldn't get a lot of chances that season just because of your age. Yeah, no, I've, I've always been honest and and you know seeing things for what they are and and I, I did realise that look, I was I was making a um, I think I had a couple of starts the season before and made um, substitute appearances and I knew that obviously the club needed to strengthen and, and bring in players and I always thought yeah that that's going to happen but as long as I can you know first day a pre season come back fit strong. And ready, and then if, it, if if I've tried my best, worked hard, it don't work out, then I'm always open to go on on loan to to further my education and 
and to, to get experience. Um, I mean, yeah, when Stephen Fletcher came, he's a great striker and um, again, like, learned a lot, so much from him because he was so sharp, finishing was uh, was unbelievable and um, he's, a, he's a great striker. Um, and yeah, it was. I think I, I brought my ankle that, or in the reserve games, I brought my ankle that season, so I didn't have any, any XP. I think I made a, a substitute appearance that season and, and that was it. Um, I went on loan to Barnsley, which was for a month. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I kind of did think that um, you, 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 opportunities are limited, but you always back yourself as well in the same sense. You know, I, I felt like, well, yeah, I, I can be a part of it, but it's just one of them that it happens when you're maybe a young lad at times. You mentioned the, the, the loan spell at Barnsley. It was only a month long. When you, I'm always interested when you see these kind of moves, especially down in England with the lower leagues. See, when you go in somewhere and you know you're only going for a month, what's that like? Yeah, it was, a, it was a strange experience. It was it was really weird. I went in. Um, it didn't go as well as what I, I thought. Well, I think the first touch I was a goal against Preston. I think it came on a sub, so I was like buzzing. And then it was, um, yeah, it didn't really go down too well. And I think, again, like you said, that the month, I think looking back now, I probably would say I'd rather have done a half a season or a season long run because then you get to know everyone. You get to know how the managers were, how the club is, how the, the players are. And you're there for a year or, like I said, six months that you can get into a groove and, and, and like I said, find your form. Or, but it was, it was another, another learning curve. Like I said, it weren't the greatest of, of months as in, in terms of my, my footballing. But I think, you know, you, you learn a lot by, by moving away, being out of your comfort zone, meeting new players, a new club. Um, so I'm always, ever, I'm always thankful for that, for that month as well because when I came back, you know, it, can't, it, you know, it makes you reaffirm that you know you need you want to knuckle down and, and get into this team. You mentioned the fact that you learned a lot from Owen Coyle during the spell he was managing you. We all know he left the club to go and manage Bolton. Was that disappointing for you when he left because he'd taught you so much and you enjoyed working with him? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, it's always sad to see, you know, a manager or, or a player that you know you've gotten well with um they've done a lot for you to move on but then in the same breath you know it's football and football moves on so quickly so you're almost like if he felt it was an opportunity for him to to better himself or to to move on for whatever reason then you, you can't argue that and you, you wish him the best and you know you think hopefully one day you might meet up and, and carry on um working together so i think i think for me obviously it was a, a time where you know we um People were sad that that he'd left, but um, on a personal level, you know, you're happy for him to to fulfil and carry on what he wanted to do and and, and keep working. So um, yeah, it was. A, it's, it's, I think it is like that in football a lot that it happens so much that it's it's just part of it. And you you do if you do get on well, you do wish him well, and and that's the main thing really. The club being relegated from the Premier League is obviously not something anyone would have wanted. But for yourself, the club gets down, and then that's when you really get the chance to break in and establish yourself, the club goes down, you're the top scorer in the season they go down, you win the player, uh, Burnley's Player of the Year and the Players Player of the Year award as well. Just just how proud were you with, with your efforts that season? Yeah, I was. I was, I was really, really proud of that season. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I remember the pre-season. It was, again, it was like, make sure off-season, I come back fit, strong, like show them that this is a season for me. I want to, really stamped my mark on it um, and yeah like, I'm, like again I'm thankful for Brian Laws for, for playing me I think uh, the first couple of games I didn't start and then I managed to get to get an opportunity which I always thought I'd be able to get if I, if I kept myself right focused and and, and, and ready um, and then yeah thankfully I took it and I, did, I didn't get out of the, I didn't go out of the team then and it was, um, it was a great team to be a part of that because I thought that we we got we got obviously relegated I thought we had a chance of you know, bouncing back for promotion, it weren't meant to be. But on a personal level, I think that season for me was a real strong one because that was a, a probably a moment that cemented myself as a, you know, as a player that can play in Championship and also do be a top scorer at a club. Um, I think I learned a lot as well from uh, Chris Ivalumu, um Chris Eagles. You know, we I think played as a three at times. You know, and it, that, that that helped me a lot play on the left side. Um, just learning something of a, a, a different aspect of a game that I haven't played. Normally, I just play two up front. But that one, it was like we played three and 
I'd be on the left side. I really enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, I remember that Tyrone, Tyrone Mears. He was a great player and a great lad. And we honestly, luckily enough, we got to meet up at West Brom last year. Um, but he was he was a massive help in 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 that season as well. You know, he'd, he'd tell me things, you know, little mistakes I did in the game. About that's how you need to develop to become a better player, a Premier League player. And things like always stick with me. That the advice to give you is to help you. Yeah, so it was good. You were flying that season, as we've talked about, and winning the individual awards is, is something that must be great. Something I always I'm curious about, Jay, is winning the Player of the Year award. I'm, I'm assuming is a great honour, but just how much does it mean when your fellow players vote for you to win the award? Yeah, obviously any award is is un, is unbelievable, and you feel you take pride from it. But I think the players player, um, they they know you in and out. They train you every every day. Um, so I think it's like obviously to feel appreciated is is unbelievable, and that's something that you you definitely are proud of, and it's one one you do personally want to win because you feel respected by by the players, and and like say so you're thankful thankful for it, and yeah, I think that one for me was a a real good one for me because like I said I loved everyone at the at the club, and uh, for them to for them to vote me was was something that I didn't really believe that could happen really. You, you have a great season, player of the year, players player, you're flying and you know what football's like, people will say, oh, he'll probably just be a one season wonder, etc. But you start the next season in incredible fashion, you score four goals in a game against Burton Albion in the League Cup, just describe that. Yeah, yeah that was unbelievable, it was, um, yeah, that's my, I think that's my only hat-trick I've scored in my career, which is an iron. Uh, <laughs> That's the one thing I do think. I wish I scored more more hat tricks off, but there's still plenty of time. Um, but no, that to get four goals in in the game against Burton was was something that I loved. And they're all different types of goals. And um, yeah, getting the ball signed after by the lads was something. I've still got that. And um, some of the messages on the ball weren't weren't the greatest. David Edgar, I think he wrote some of the, some of the daft on it, which he always he always a bit of a character, but. Um, no, it was really, really good, and things like that, you know, the things that like scoring four in a game, and you know, in a cup game, you know, really does kickstart your season, or gives you that that bounce or that confidence to to kick on. So it meant a lot to me then, yeah. That's a season, the second year in the championship. You're flying again, and one of the people I'm interested to ask you about, of course, is, is Eddie Howe. We all know him as as the Bournemouth manager, but people forget he had a spell at Burnley as well. Regarded as one of the best coaches, well, British coaches anyway. Um, what was he like to work with? He was really good. Really enjoyed working with him. Um, a really honest guy that that wanted to improve improve you as a player, as a person. Um, had really good ideas on on the game. Um, and yeah, he, you know, he sat sat me down and 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 told me like things I needed to improve and. And what I was good at, what he sees me playing as, and you know he weren't scared of you know telling you home truth. You know, if I, I remember at the start of that season, I weren't I weren't doing too well. I, I felt I weren't. I started slow a little bit, and he said to me that you know you, you need to you need to play to your potential, and, and these things will help. And but it's it's it was a really enjoyable time to be fair because he, he like I said he, the thoughts he had on football were really good and the way we played. He brought some good players in. Um, and it would always stay behind and do do extra work with you. So yeah, I really enjoyed my time with Eddie Owen. Um, like I said, when I moved on, he wished me the best. He rang me and said, "Like I wish you the best, and um, I think you'd be great." So I always appreciated that, and we've kept in touch. And um, like I say he's a top manager, top Premier League manager, and he's um, doing really well at Bournemouth. Second year in the Championship, as we talked about, well into double figures again. You get in the Championship, Championship Team of the Year. Lots of interest in you. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot with this one. I apologise in advance. You've been linked quite a lot in Scotland with a move to Celtic. Was that something that was ever close? Um, I'm not too sure, to be honest. No, I don't think I don't think it ever was. I think maybe it might have been mentioned, but I think it was... Um, I think with Southampton, I think with the, the owner, um, Nicola Cortez, he, he was really adamant that it, we, we need to go there and... He told us that you know he told us where the club's going to go and um, so for when as soon as they were interested, and obviously the club said that you know we can speak to him and stuff like that. That that it was it was basically just it was going to be Southampton for 
for footballing reasons because he did, you know, basically out the where the club's going and it was something a project that that again would always further my career and 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 you know try and improve and like I said new experiences. But no, obviously Celtic's a massive a massive club and you'd be flattered to 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 be linked with Celtic. But I, don't, I never thought it, I don't I don't think it really um, was in talks to be honest. As I say, you were linked to Celtic, linked with other clubs, but Southampton in the end are the club you 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 join. And in terms of Southampton, when you were there, the 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 way the club played, incredible. You had players like Ricky Lambert, Adam Milana, Schneiderlin, Luke Shaw eventually came through. A really exciting team. Um, what was it like playing at Southampton in the early stages? Because you made your Premier League debut against Manchester City, which I imagine. Was it was an incredible day? It was. It was. It was unbelievable. I mean, that was a surreal moment. Um, we played against Man City, and just looking at like players like Aguero, and and you, you're literally walking past them on the pitch and playing against them, competing against them, and you you almost had to pin. It was a weird, really weird moment for myself the night before uh, in the hotel, thinking like I'm going to be playing against these players. Uh, and yeah, that, that was something that will always stay with me. I'm a family that were watching that. It was a totally different ball game, and and this. But the one thing that did stick with me that I needed to adapt and improve and get to that level as as quickly as possible, otherwise it won't won't last for long. And that's that's one thing that was obviously it was a unreal like euphoric time for myself after that game that I've just competed with like the like of like likes of players at Man City, but. The other grounding one was that I, I need to improve because otherwise it's not gonna it's not gonna last for long and it kind of keeps you grounded and back to the training ground to work hard and and not take it for granted not think you've done anything because you know you want to be competing that but want to be beating these teams and you know really putting your yourself forward so for me it was it was a, like I said unbelievable but also like a slap in the face like right you need to get you need to work harder than what you are doing so it was it was a yeah, something that will never never be taken away. That it's that feeling is unbelievable. Yeah, the taste of the Premier League been in and around it when Burnley got promoted, as we said. But when you get your move to Southampton and you get to actually go and play at all the amazing venues, just how good is it? Yeah, again, it's so weird. You're looking at these, you're walking in, you're looking at the stadiums. Um, I always felt the one the one that really got me was Old Trafford because obviously you know there's so much history and the size of it and um, everything about it, you know, you're walking in and uh, when I walked out and I remember the first time I walked out and I just literally couldn't believe it. I was like, I can't believe I'm walking on the pitch and actually going to, I need to, I need to focus and do my job here rather than be a spectator or be in awe of like Old Trafford and um, that was something that was a real surreal, surreal moment and um, it still is to be fair, you know, you still walk out to the, the stadiums now um, and you're still like it's unbelievable. On a Saturday at three o'clock, you, you you're doing your job on an unbelievable stadium and pitch. In terms of the players in the Premier League you played against, what was it like being established and, and playing against household names every single week? Yeah, it's, again, it's, it's something that I think once you're in it and you're actually playing and you're competing. You've just got to be that this is the, the opposite team, and you've just got to be, regardless of who they are, you, it's 11 players. And I think the sooner you get to grips with that, the better, because obviously you're surrounded by stars and people you see, you know, especially when I just came up from Championship, like people like Wayne Rooney and stuff. I was like, when I, you know, when you do the first handshakes, you, you can't believe you're shaking hands with them. And, but then obviously that's not good when you're actually playing against them because you think, you know, you need to you need to be on a level and everyone isn't, you know, everyone's equal. and and um, the sooner you get to grips with that, the better, because then it's obviously better for your team. In terms of yourself, you, you scored against some of the biggest clubs. You scored against Man United in that season. You scored against Tottenham. You scored against Liverpool. You scored against Chelsea. Did you feel that you had really arrived in the Premier League in your, your first season? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, I think obviously, when Maurizio Pochettino came in and um, I started playing a bit more regular, and I think, like I said, getting them goals against them top teams again was, was similar to how my first goal against Fulham felt that I've scored against these top teams. So I feel now I can actually compete and, and affect 
affect the games against these teams and these little st- these little markers that you set out. Um, I've always felt for myself is once you've done that, then then you've done it. You know what I mean? That you need to now look to the next one, and, and it kind of gives you that confidence, that platform to uh, to push on. So yeah, looking back on that one, that was a real confidence boost and feeling like you, you can be part of it. Um, but then again, it was the same same thing that you know, like what more can I do and what more can I achieve? Well, we obviously speak about Maurizio Pochettino, um, a manager who is admired across the world in the game. Just what's he like to work with? Because he just seems like not only a top coach, but a top guy as well. That's it. That is that is the real big thing. He's, he's a top person, um, really loving guy um, on a personal level. Um, I love the family and, and his staff are great. And, and they, they really do want to improve you in all aspects of you know that personality. They want to. They want to get to know you. What you. What's good for you. What's bad for you. And and then in in terms of football, I learned so much in in different ways of playing, different formations, different uh, outlooks on a game. You know, if we came up against a team that had certain strengths, you'd you'd work on that. But it always be that. I always felt that when we went into games, that we did our work that week, and we worked harder than any other team. That we were going to put our put our game against against that team and come out best and um, I think if you've seen that you know you worked hard you give everything is is always kind of like well sometimes that's football and the results don't happen how you want it but as long as you, you've stuck to the plan and we've worked hard and I felt that was them qualities that I've always been brought up with as well that I think that's why we got on so well and uh, like I said I really enjoyed it and it was a tough tough it was tough in terms of workload and but I really enjoyed it and improved physically and mentally it was probably as strong as I felt. In terms of Maurizio, is he someone that enjoys a laugh and a joke on the training field when he possibly can? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, he joins in with the um, head tennis. Uh, I don't think you can ever beat him at head tennis. Um, ultra competitive, uh, but no, in the in the the rondos, the, the keep ball and stuff, he'd always join in, and um, it, it's just a good good feeling to have that you know you can you can get get on with him and. As a normal person, but yeah, you manage and you respect him highly. And um, I say his staff are really important. Tony, Miguel, and Jesus—they were—they were brilliant um, as, as a group of people. Um, I'd say probably most of the lads who have worked with them will say the same thing that they are top people. And and um, yeah, definitely something that I'll, I'll, I'll never forget about them. A player I'm desperate to ask you about two players in particular, um, fellow English players Ricky Lambert and Adam Lallana. Just just how good were they as footballers? Because when people talk about that Southampton era, it's always the likes of Schneiderlin are mentioned, um, Lovren's mentioned, um, Wanyama, etc. But although the, those guys as well are absolutely top top players too, I think that the homegrown talents of yourself, Ricky and, and Lalana, I think are, are, are some of the testament to the work that Maurizio and, and yourselves did. Yeah, um, yeah. when I first went, obviously I knew... Of them played, I played against them in the championship, um, and yeah, Ricky Lambert. I was always trying to catch him on the the goals tally because he was leading goal scorer. And then I think by the end he just blew me away and he was, he was scoring hat tricks for fun. And I was like, oh god, he's this guy. And then when I met when I obviously met up with him, he was such a good guy, like top guy, um, really down to earth, uh, worked hard, but his ability on the ball was 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 top. He were um, his feet and his finishing. They probably one of the best finishes I've seen. Um, left and right footed, um, but again, he always wanted to help. Um, always wanted to give advice. He'd give me, you know, he'd tell me. Again, he'd tell me like if I weren't doing anything right, he'd, he'd let me know on a pitch. Um, but it was all honest and it was all from a good place. And it's something that I've always learned a lot from him. Um, he's big and strong, but like I said, his footballing brains. Is, is is one of the best, and then for Adam, Adam Alana was, was a great lad, a really good friend, and I think um, his ability is there to see. You know, he's both footed, he's, he's, he's super talented. Um, I think he's like world class, and to train with him, I, I can't believe how hard he works. Um, he was a captain, um, and again, I learned a lot from him the way he wanted people to work and what he's in for the club because obviously Southampton was so special to him that. He wanted to drive it forward, and he did. Um, you know, he kept that feeling in the change room that we're not happy with just 
just being mediocre. We want to push on, and I think it with the, with the chairman Nicola and the manager Maurizio and, and the captain Alana, um, like and Kelvin Davis. Obviously, he's a, 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 he was the club captain at the time and a big part of the, the their promotion and their success. Um, and they were the ones that driv, driven the club forward. It was something to be to be a, to be a part of. Was really good. Um, but yeah, I think them them two, you know, it was brilliant to play with as a, as a three. Um, and we kind of got that understanding on the pitch. Um, and I think it comes with with hard work and learning off each other and knowing who's who's good at what, if you will. So I think we did complement each other well. In terms of England, you were flying for Southampton. You'd obviously been capped at under twenty one level previously, but. When you were linked with a call up to the English national team, just how proud did that make you? And then to actually get in as well. Yeah, that was that was mental time. That that was that was a real mental time. I couldn't believe it that again it was that feeling of when you're walking through and you you you've got the England tracksuit on and you're seeing all the players there and you think oh, this isn't this isn't real. I shouldn't be here type of thing. Um, and then to get the start um, was was un- unreal. Um, and it's something that never be taken away from because that, that <laughs> football, you know, that's <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, these um, that time was unbelievable. And I think obviously we got beat. We got beat. Um, sorry. <laughs> that's all right. You're really loud, aren't you? <laughs> the little one that starts it. She's all right now. Um, yeah, so that obviously the game gets chilly. Um, that was probably one of the hardest games I've played. They were unbelievable. Um, they were so good. Um, and obviously, I came off the pitch and I was so disappointed that it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. And but then it was, that was just that was another learning curve for the international team. That it's, it's another step up and something I wanted to have more of. Um, but yeah, we obviously weren't meant to be. But it was. Um, some of the yeah, that experience is unbelievable. I've got to ask you about uh, Wayne Rooney when it comes to England. He's he was one of my heroes growing up. I, I'm sure he was one of yours as well. What was he like to train with, and then to make when you start for England to be starting alongside him? What was that like? Strange. It was so strange. I mean, I remember just obviously training alongside him. You've got to be sharp and ready and stuff. But everything he did was was perfect. Like it was the best I'd seen. Everything was. At a different level I'd ever seen, like his technique, his work rate, his hunger, you know, in small games to win. Um, he'd be flying around and, you know, like just just being unbelievable. And it was like something I was like, came away, I was like, oh my God. I was like, he's a different level, which he obviously is. Um, and then, yeah, to come, come, come and play alongside him was, was definitely a proud moment. And like I said, I think I remember the first time I played my. A Premier League game and I came up against him and I couldn't believe I was shaking his, his hand you know what I mean but coming across it like oh my god that's Wayne Rooney and going to be playing against him so to be playing alongside him didn't feel didn't feel real and it's it's something that you just you know learn and you've got to get to grips with as soon as possible because you can't just be stood there you can't just stood there staring at him type of thing you know what I mean you just got to get on and work so no he's really good and he was a good guy and it was um, a really nice feeling when you're with the England team and you've got Wayne Rooney, you've got the likes of Frank Lampard, Ashley Cole, do those guys mix in with everyone even though they are the experienced lads? Yeah, definitely. It was, um, again, it, you know, these are the big stars of the game and you've watched and, and loved playing for England. And yeah, it was really interesting to see, obviously, when you train with them, you know, they are just, just normal lads that work extremely hard at the top of the game. Um, and yeah, they, they just mix in, and it was it was really good to see. And like they said, these stars that you know you see from the outside, they, they're just you know normal guys that work extremely hard, and who who got the the more stability. And it was a um... oh, I know, someone outside. I know, she's 
She runs the house, a big dog, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. Um, what was I saying then? Uh, yeah, um, yeah. So to look, yeah, so to learn from them, them stars was was like unbelievable, and the 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 um, the level of quality that they had every training session was something that you did, definitely did learn. In terms of those guys, you learn from those. I've got to ask you about the coaching side in the sense that you'd obviously had Roy Hodgson, but Gary Neville was a coach as well, well known from Monday Night Football and being on Sky. What was he like to work with? Because everyone that's played with him always says that he was never scared to, to give an opinion. What was he like as a coach? Was he hands-on and in with the lads? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was um, hands-on. He was good to have and good to learn from. He, he were, um, you know, he had ideas in the game and, like I said, only a few times he got to work with him, but he was really good and he was he was a good person to have on the training field, you know, like a big character. Um, but has ideas of, of, of the game that he, that he wanted to put forward and it was really good to learn from and see how he's how he seen the game. And, um, yeah, I really enjoyed my time time working with him and um, Roy Hodgson, it was really good. One of the things that saddens me about... What, what happened with your international career, Jay, is the fact that on the run-up to the 2014 World Cup, you were flying, you get five goals in four matches, 15 Premier League goals. Everybody expected you to, to make the squad for the World Cup. It was it was well speculated. Everyone expected that to happen. You then rupture your, your cruciate ligament, and that rules you out for a long time. It robs you of the World Cup just... Just how tough physically and mentally was that? Because not only did you miss the World Cup, but the following season, you, you barely couldn't kick, kick a ball that season either. Yeah, it was a difficult time. I think um, in, my, in my own sense, I was more, at the time when it happened, was more devastated that I couldn't finish the season because we had a you know a really good season and wanted to keep pushing and see how high we can get in, in the league. I thought it was a really good season to be part of. Um, so yeah, that was the first initial disappointment, and then when it re- when you realise how long it's going to be uh, rehab and stuff, that that's obviously a real big daunting thing, and obviously it's not a good good thing. But I think for my own self, I was kind of straight back to well, let's try and make it an opportunity to get back strong, fit, um, you know, improve things in my body that I might not have been able to while playing. Um, and it was just kind of looking at trying to get the positives out of everything. Um, but yeah, it weren't meant to be. They were, obviously, I managed to get an infection in my knee halfway through. I think I was coming back pretty quickly, so I'd worked hard with Matt Radcliffe. We did a lot of work at the club and uh, put a lot of hours in. And then, yeah, it just uh, I had an infection in my knee, which, which knocked me back again. But luckily, I was again. I looked at the positives that look. I'm going to be able to, be able to play football again, but it's it's going to take a lot of time. So that that was the only. Uh, downside it was going to take time to, to, to get back but um, I always had that belief that I would play and, and continue to, to do what I love and I think that's the only thing that, that really keeps you going in, in that sense and obviously I have a, um, my family and my wife was really strong for me at, at the time and always have been and so you, you do you know you, you put things in perspective and you feel very lucky at the time that um, you've got people that are around you and, and you, you're able to to do what you love eventually, you know, obviously through through the rehab and stuff. So, yeah, you look back and you maybe go, what if and what, you know, what could have been. But I don't think it's helpful to think like that ever. Or I never expected to have anything more than, you know, even just one cap for England for me is like unbelievable that I never thought to have enough. I always think like to have a, a career in football is always something I'd be mostly proud of because I never thought it could be something real. So I think. When you look at it in them, them sorts of ways, it's it, you know it's it's one of them, and you obviously a sad time, but I learned you again. It's a learning curve, and and you come out come through it stronger, and and then yeah, you just kind of you move on and don't don't think about it too much. You mentioned the fact you move on. Maurizio Pochettino leaves the club. You get Ronald Koeman comes in as a manager. You work with him, and you also got a chance to work with Claude Puel before you leave Southampton. What were they like as managers, and how did they compare to, to Pochettino? Yeah, obviously different. Different managers have different philosophies, and I've always tried to, you know, learn as much as I can from each manager. Um, and then Ronald Koeman coming in was, you know, he's a football legend. 
Um, he, he had really high high standards, and um, it, I really enjoyed really enjoyed it. You know, working with him, and um, obviously, like I say, it was different. Um, and I was coming through from 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 rehab, so it was I was on a different path almost. You know that I needed to get myself into the team, but um, you know, again, I learned a lot from him. Uh, different things he saw in football that I wanted to to improve in my game, and 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 yeah, that was it really. Um, and obviously, he moved on. Um, and then Puel was Puel was pretty difficult because obviously I felt fit, strong, but never felt like um, he really had the opportunity to 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 play, which is which happens in football. Um, you know, some managers fancy players, some some don't. And and you look at it and you go, if there's nothing I can do, you know, working hard, so that you can you can carry on working hard and try and push yourself into the team. But if you can't get in the team, then you have to look at elsewhere for your own footballing career, which is obviously the time when we did move to West Brom. Um, so, yeah, I think, again, you just learn from from different as- aspects. I think um, Eric Black were brilliant under Puel. I really enjoy working, you know, learn a lot from him. Um, and, um, yeah, just, again, just a different a different obstacle at times, but it's just something that you, you, you do in football and you, and you move on. You mentioned the fact that it was frustrating, but you kept working hard. But you make the decision to move on. You joined West Brom, who at the time are a Premier League club, a fee reported of around £12 million. Do you feel any pressure when, when such a move happens with, with a big fee? Yeah, definitely. You know, that's, that's a, you know, it's always, you know, people will be lying if it's not on your mind, but, you know, you, obviously it's out of your control, it's between the clubs. Uh, but no, you, you just wanted to. As soon as it, I got to West Brom, I wanted to crack on and 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 play regularly and try and play as best as I can and improve. And yeah, it was um, you know really enjoying my time at West Brom. Obviously, it was a sad time with the relegation, but um, I met some great people there. I think it's a great club and something that I'll always be fond of. Thinking back, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lovely club to be a part of, and I say hopefully they're now they can depend obviously with what happens. With, with the leagues and stuff, I think they deserve to get promoted and be back to where, where they should be. It was a turbulent kind of season in the Premier League with West Brom. You did score goals. You had Tony Pulis brought you in. Then you had Alan Pardew. They, you had Darren Moore. And the one thing that must make you smile is the fact that you scored the goal that wins Man City the league. <laughs> yeah, that was a strange. That was a strange one. Yeah, that was really crazy. Um, yeah, we um, obviously Darren Moore came in. Um, and we got on a run. Um, like Darren's a great guy, and um, everyone loved him at the club. And like I said, he's a good guy to have and, and to know. Um, and yeah, we went on a, a really good run that you know we thought we had a chance of, of getting out of the, the relegation drop. Um, and um, yeah, that game was was really good. We stuck to a plan against Man United, um, and yeah, we, we stopped him from from being Man United, and we managed to get the win, and it won. Man City League, which is you don't realise at the time until afterwards. Obviously, that that's that's the case. You're just thinking of we need the three. We're desperate for three points. Um, but yeah, it was something that that was that was a strange one because you obviously have an effect on the on the season. But obviously, I think it was inevitable that, that Man City were going to win. Just just when. Well, that's true. It was it was inevitable. They were so far ahead, but yeah. when you score that goal and and you, you you win that game, do you get any texts from anyone involved at Man City just saying thank you? Uh, no, I didn't actually. No, I don't, I don't think I know anyone at, at City, but I think um, a few mates sent me a few pictures of of uh, there were one thing that was like me celebrating with a West Brom and Man City top. It was like half and half. <laughs> that was quite cool, but. Um, no, it was a, it's a, it's a great night that, and like I said, it would give us that hope to think that we were going to get out of relegation, which was, um, which is what we needed at the time. We just our run. If we had a few more games, I think we probably would have been able to to stay out of it. The club, West Brom, as we know, relegated to the Championship, which isn't ideal um, to get relegated at any time. But for yourself as a player, the club gets relegated. In the season in the championship, you were back to your best. I mean, 22 championship goals, the highest tally you'd ever scored in the championship. Did you feel back to your best at West Brom? Yeah, I did. I felt like um, all the injury talk and things like that had 
had, had, had gone. Um, and I felt, yeah, I felt like I was getting sharp, I was improving. Like I said, under Darren Moore and, and Graham Jones, I felt like, you know, we, I learned a lot from, from them too. And then, like I said, the players, you know, I've become really good mates with a lot of the players. And um, we all wanted that that feeling of, of getting promotion together because we felt like we owed it to the club and we worked so hard to, to do it. And unfortunately, we, we just missed out in the playoffs, which was really sad. But I, I enjoyed it, you know. Had some great partnerships in the, in the team, and um, you know, like people like Matt Phillips, Livermore, uh, Dwight Gale was was one that you know I really enjoyed working with, even though he gave me a lot of grief in 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 the year. But that's what he's like. He's a, he's a character, and he's a lovable character that um, always wants to win. Um, and he did win, to be fair, he won the goal tally, which he'll probably always remind me of forever. Um, but no, I learned a lot from him. He was, it was, it was a good, it was a good season. Just apart from obviously the ending that we didn't get promotion. Um, but no, I felt good, felt sharp, felt fit. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough, tough league as a championship with how many games and and the standard is is really, really hard, really hard. Sorry, and and the games are hard. Um, but I felt like, you know, I felt like I dealt with it fine and, and, and played as much as I could. I must say, from a personal point of view, I was delighted when I saw that you went back to Burnley because I like I really like Burnley. I really like Sean Dyche. I like the way that his teams play. I like the way they're set up. And for yourself, after all the injuries, I just I was just delighted to see you back in the Premier League from a personal perspective. What was it like returning to Burnley, and how was the club different to the first spell you were there? Oh yeah, it was. Um, yeah, obviously I went when we were straight on a pre-season tour, so. I think it was a week in, I think a week in Portugal, um, and then we came back, and obviously everything had, had changed from when I'd left it. You know, this, the first thing is the training ground facilities. Is you walk in from the first minute you walk through that you go through the security gates. So it's it's a Premier League club that's that's pushing for more and more, and you go in, and it's a great place to become to learn your trade, and and everything you need as a footballer is there in that in that facility, and. That was something that really stuck with me. That was like, this is, you know, it means business, and it's it's in the Premier League for a reason, and and they deserve to be. And like I said, it's something that I wanted to get involved in and, and be a part of, and and like I said, try and help. And I think the way where they've come from, you know, the managers came in and and you know pushed this club up and to where it is, um, and the, the lads have done extremely well as well. And it's a, it's, a, it's a lovely club to be a part of. It's obviously you know I've been brought up with it. Um, but it's um, it's perfect. It's um, a perfect club to to be a part of. And like I said, we're always striving for more and, and working more. Um, and like I said, obviously, depending on what where the season ends, it'd be, be great you know, to try and push for that Europe spot again. That'd be a great achievement. Um, but I think it's yeah. When I when I obviously first arrived at the club, it was how far it has come from getting changed into. Used to get changed into a small little what is now. I think the groundsmen use it for their for their um, equipment. So now it's a, it's a huge, a huge facility. Who are the big characters in the Burnley dressing room, and what is Sean Dyche like to work with? Because he's someone who comes across as very serious when he has to be, but also up for a laugh as well. Yeah, I think that's I think that's that's a good way to describe. You know, very serious, very clear on what he wants. Um, you know, you work hard, um, you work for each other, and generates that team spirit, which I think you can see from the outside that he's got. You know, as soon as I walked in, it was really strong and powerful. And I think that's, that is one of the big things. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's good to work with and I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it and um, learning a lot. And it's, um, you know, obviously we're going to hopefully, hopefully carry on working together and it's something you keep learning as much as you can from each manager and I'm learning all sorts. So it's been really good. Um, the, char- the characters in the, in the team, there's, there's a lot of them. Um, there's, uh, I'd say probably Barnsley and Wester, them two are like a duo. They're, they get together and they're doing all sorts of stuff. Um, to like putting put in fake snakes in, in uh, people's lockers. Uh, in the trainers, and you just see like random rats jumping around. Like obviously not real ones, just fake ones that are that are in people's places. And then, like I mentioned it on another interview, that um, 
on my locker there's um Barry Gibbs head on my on my body because obviously my hair was out out here and wet but that was definitely Wester. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good it's you know you, you walk in with a bit of, maybe a different bit of clothing and you're gonna get hammered and it's just you just know it's gonna happen but it's it's funny it's good good to be a part of and everyone takes it on the chin and it's all in good good jest and it's, it's a good it's a good fun place to be like it's a good group of lads and everyone gets on with everyone and like I said, work work hard for each, and I think, like I said, that's probably what the managers really, really bred in the the squad throughout the years. Has been there is togetherness and working hard, and, and a clear message and a clear way of playing. It's really good. Well, as I say, I wish you all the best with with Burnley when the season either resumes or next season, whatever it turns out to be in the end. I'd like to finish with around the quick fire questions. First of all, best players you've played with? Best player? How I many can I say? Just one, or yep, up to you. Um, yeah, I'd always say Adam Milana. Um, like I said, I really, really enjoy my time with him. Uh, and I have to say, as a as a player, to see uh, Van Dijk, obviously what he's doing now. Um, um, I think as soon as he played his first game, you thought he was he could play anywhere in the world. Um, and you see now how, how good he is. So I'll probably say yeah, then too. Best players you've played against. Um, I think I mentioned it before, Kyle Walker, I think he was really difficult to play against, especially when I played on the left side. I couldn't couldn't get anything out of him. You know, he's strong, quick, really good on the ball, um, works hard and yeah, I thought I felt really difficult to play against him. Who would you say has been the best manager of your career so far and why? Uh so far obviously I'm still 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 learning, still um it's always difficult to say one because obviously there's so many um, things you learn from each manager, but I have to say Pochettino just for the way what in that time of my career what I learned and how it developed me on. Definitely. Who would you say has been the most underrated player you've played with? Most underrated. Uh, I probably I'd, I'd say Jack Cork. I think I think for me Jack Cork's one of the best one of the best I've played with as well. That he's he's got everything as a midfielder once. He's He's, um, he gets out of situations sometimes. I'm like, how the hell has he got out? Come out with the ball with it, but he's so good. And um, I probably say Stephen Davis as well. He's un- I thought he was unbelievable as well. I thought he was a brilliant player, a great person to, to have in your team, and his qualities were, were class. I'm interested to ask you your favourite goal you've ever scored in your career, if you can pick one. My favourite. Um, for 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 just my own, I'd say my first one against Fulham, the one I mentioned, because that was a, a real moment in um, you know for my career to be like I can be a part of this. But I'd probably say the uh, my favourite quality one. I'd say probably the, the one against Man United away from home. I felt at the time as well we needed that second goal and to get the win there was was good and and hit it off my left foot, which is it's normally a lottery ticket on my left foot. It's uh, it can be it can be good or bad. Um so no that one I really enjoyed. A few non football ones, beach holiday or city break? Uh beach holiday, definitely. Yeah. Favourite band? City break, but it's if I had the choice, definitely just chilling on the beach in the heat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> favourite band? Um favourite band, I'd say the Smiths, definitely. Oh, what a choice. Um yeah. favourite film? Wedding, wedding song was uh there is the light never goes out, so I think I have to say that, especially my wife's here as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, favorite uh, favorite film? Uh, favorite film. Oh god, what was my favorite film? Uh, I got hammered once because I remember Ricky Lambert. He was into films, and I came in one day, and I was like, "Oh, I think this is the best film ever." And he was like, "What is it?" And it was John Carter. And it's it's not probably not one of the best films like at the time I felt and he just hammered me because he's a big filmer but I I think um, I'd say best film I'd probably say uh, oh god it's hard to say the the ones I don't want to say um, I can't say John Carter because I just get hammered again because it's not it's not that good of a film <laughs> <laughs> can't think of any. Come on, give me one. Come on. Come on. Oh, 
No, I say no. We watched Help the other night. I'll say Help from the Beatles. We watched that the other night and I liked it. So it's probably not the best one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> to yourself, um, see when you were younger, who was your first footballing hero? Uh, first, when I was younger, first footballing hero. Um, I'd probably say Andy Cole. Andy, yeah, Andy Cole at Man United because. You know, him and Dwight York together as a strike partner, it was unbelievable, wasn't it, to, to see that um, and then the success they had. Uh, I always loved watching watching um, Andy Cole, definitely. The last question I've got in football, don't worry, I'm not asking it to try and get you in any baller from Burnley or John Dyche. So I'm asking it in a historical way. If you could play for one team in any era past, which team would you choose and why? Any team in the past, um, I think it, I'd, I'd love to have played in um, Guardiola's team at Barcelona. I think that was in 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 the world how they played football. You'll watch the documentaries about it and how they played was they just dominated teams and the way they played. It worked. You seen how hard they worked at it, and I just felt that was a new way. You know, obviously, how, how Spain dominated the, the world as well, playing like that. It was, um, yeah, definitely that type of football. It'd be nice to be a part of them, definitely not an ass to play against, I think. So, yeah, definitely that's a. Well, that's the thing. You, you mentioned Guardiola's Barcelona there, but you've also had the joy of, or maybe, maybe not the joy, but you've come up against his Man City team. Just how tough is it when you have to play against them? Yeah, that we, yeah, we played against them. Uh, First time we came up against them, it was it was everything. You know, you you sit off them and they play the way through you, and then you go and press them, and they find ways to. They always have an extra man in certain areas, and it's obviously all worked with and drilled into players and and how hard they do work. And without the ball, as soon as you get the ball back, they're on you as soon as, and it's it unsettles you. And I thought I thought it was really obviously horrible to play against but afterwards when you when you look at it you just how impressed you are and how drilled they are and like I said he sees the game differently and that's why he's like one of the best managers in the world. From speaking to you today it's clear how much you love football your, your dad's also involved in the game in terms of your future you've got plenty of years left in you yet but long term are, you, are, we, are we going to see Jerry Rodriguez a manager? I don't I, I don't think so I think um I do love I do love the game. I do really enjoy it and have you know thoughts on the game and with experience that I've had and stuff and learnt from people. But I feel like for me, I think I think probably manager is too stressful for me. I think I think it's too too much of a stressful. And I, I quite when I, when the time comes that I do retire, I just quite like to enjoy it. Turn up on a Saturday and, and watch a good game of football. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think manager is going to be in there. I think I'll be rubbish anyway. <laughs> Brilliant. It's been a pleasure, G. Thanks very much. No, thank you, mate. Thank you. I really enjoy that. Cheers, mate. So we'll dive down to the ocean And we'll make our home in a deep sea cave And our shells will all be open They'll be filled with song They'll be filled with song We'll dive down to the ocean And we'll make our home in a